Yo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I just spent the last two hours celebrating with my boys and my family. Yes, before we even talk about what you are listening to or what this is, the San Francisco 49ers just choked and lost the Super Bowl. Let's get into facts first, okay? They didn't deserve to win. All right. They're a good team. I want to say very good, but really, the way this team runs and works is so 2020 Generation X-ish. It's not even millennial, like, bitch-like. It's just straight up, the San Francisco 49ers are the 2020 Cobra Kai. Straight out of Karate Kid. All right, Jimmy G is overrated. I said this when we played them and we beat them. I said this when we played them and beat them at Levi Stadium. And this loss is payback for that last minute, heartbreaking, bogus fucking bullshit play with seconds left at home. The You know, that we at our home at CenturyLink. All right. Just the, the bullshit calls against us how the whole fucking team, like that, they just did that bitch shit, you know what I mean? They ran out into the tunnel. They ran all on the field when there was still time on the clock. The way they celebrate is bitch-like. Just the whole mannerism is bitchish. okay? It's just, just how hoes do, you know what I'm saying? And listen, man, y'all lost. All you Niners fans, you guys lost, and that's what it is. Too fucking bad. That's what you get, period. All right? Now, there are a few dope-ass Niners fans, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, my homie, the rapper Selsky from SF, from San Francisco, of course, uh, E40's my guy, you know, I'm sure he's mad, whatever, it is what it is, then, you know, we're a rivalry, it's too bad, but we can't forget Miles Davis, yes, Miles, my bro, one half of the Dust Brothers, aka the producers of this show, Miles is a diehard Niners fan, and he's been rocking with them even when they sold 5,000 seats at Levi's like last year and the year before that. So the only reason why I'm not going 100,000% crazy and only going like 150% ham is because of Miles and the fact that he has to edit this show. Okay? But anyways, back to the Niners. They showed who they were tonight. All right? I don't want to hear shit about controversial plays. We had controversial plays all fucking season long. Right? That Offensive P.I. call against Kittle, that shit was legit, period. The hold on bitch-ass racist fucking Nick, Nick Bosa, yes, if you didn't know, Nick Bosa's a fucking racist. Even Richard Sherman addressed it on an interview, you know, when, when he signed on with, with, the, with the Niners and everything, but the way these guys celebrated in the third quarter with a lifetime left after, you know, being up double digits and they just got that interception against Mahomes and... The, the way they ran the end zone and all that shit off, off, off that, like, it was so fucking lame and so, like, they were just asking for it. You know what I'm saying? I kept saying, I said, yo, these motherfuckers are asking for it. This is just some fucking, like, and listen, you know me, I talk shit and certain things. There's things I don't do. So could you imagine how I'm, I'm putting this on a scale? Like, I'll go, you know, and I always come on the defensive. I'm not just coming out, you know, unless it comes to talks about the, the Niners. When it comes to the Niners, you know, there's no holds barred. But 
you get an interception. The momentum is going your way for the most of the game, regardless, even though it was tied at half, whatever. The momentum has been going the Niners' way. And, you know, they think they break Mahomes, they get an interception, and they run in the end zone. Like, literally 80% of the defense ran into the end zone and celebrated, and I was like, it wasn't a fucking touchdown. It was a big play and everything else. But, yo, man, there's still a quarter and some change left. You know what I mean? It's like pure lame-ass behavior. And um, how I acted on my Instagram after the Niners lost was straight up immature. But it's because I never, ever will take the high road when it comes to the Niners. Their fan base is the worst. They jump shit. These motherfuckers are front runners, period. So many clowns. And what's crazy is how many of the fucking Niner fans follow me. Listen, unfollow me. It's okay. But peep game, y'all had an insane season. It was just set up. Everything was set up for you guys. Like for real. Even your schedule. You know, one game changes. For us, it, it was, uh, you know, many different games. But one game changes and your entire destiny is like, you guys aren't even in the Super Bowl anymore. With that bad call against us and, and other bullshit that was going on. But you guys made it. And guess what? You guys choked and you lost, all right? The real test, again, was when Mahomes brought the Chiefs back in the fucking fourth quarter, all right? And scored the first touchdown of the second half, and then the Chiefs' defense shut down the Niners, all right? They fucking hit the shit, dude. Porn dick Jimmy G got hit hard as fuck, all right? Then the Chiefs scored again, and Richard Sherman got his fucking dreads burned off, literally, by Sammy Watkins, right? And even still, they're down by four points and there's there's time left. There, there's a good amount of time left, right? Niners couldn't pull it off. Jimmy G choked, all right? He couldn't handle it. It was too much pressure, you know? He's been playing that privileged life, that privilege, the whole fucking shit, just that privilege playing. Never faced super great teams except, obviously, the fucking Seahawks, the fucking Ravens, you know, that bullshit schedule they had. But other than the Packers, they didn't beat anyone clearly without a doubt. That was really good, all right? That were contenders. They didn't beat anybody without a single doubt, all right? The Packers, it's it, whatever. All right? And so after they lost their possession with a minute and a half left, their so-called number one defense in the NFL Let's Damian Williams run a 38-yard touchdown against them. As it wasn't already bad enough, they're up by four and there's, there's no time left and, and Chiefs have the ball. They run the motherfucking ball into the fucking end zone and they still left a minute on the clock. And again, the Niners couldn't do shit. And that's why that controversial out-of-bounds call on Williams' first touchdown didn't mean shit because they didn't convert regardless. And the Chiefs played against the grain and had momentum against them all game long. All right? So if the Niners were all that, they would have came back and got the W. They were up by double digits. You know what I'm saying? And then guess what? Now they got two Super Bowl losses in 10 years. And you know what else? All you stupid fucks who are mad and, and say shit like, Oh, well, you were watching the fucking Super Bowl with your, you know, on TV, just like your team was. Guess what? We didn't make the Super Bowl, 
No one fucking cares. Do you want to know why? Because it doesn't matter. You stupid, idiot, dumb, fucking, fuck, dick, fuck, nose, cocksucker, shit suckers. Why? Because second place and last place and eighth place are all the fucking same. There is no ring for second place. Too bad. And y'all are not making a Super Bowl next year. Period. All right? Anyways, I lost my fucking voice from screaming so much. Enough is enough. Listen, I feel so fucking good. What an amazing day. What an amazing night. I'm still like lightweight drunk. And I'm going to smoke after I finish recording this show. And you know what? I might not go to work tomorrow. So go eat a dick. Um, Miles, sorry man, but can you cue some music? Cue that intro music, man. Yo, what's good, everybody? (laughs) You are now listening to the greatest podcast in the world. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Baller. I'm your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble. This is the weekend wrap-up. And that's my man, Lakey Inspired, on the instrumentals. And if you didn't know, this is a Dust Brothers production. Oh, man. So, yes. If you couldn't hear or you couldn't tell, I'm in a fantastic mood. (laughs) Uh, Valentine's Day is 11 days away, and uh, this is usually the busiest time of the year for us. Next to Black Friday, going to the holidays. Um, So if you need to get something for your girl or for your guy, check out ifnco.com or go to the Beverly Center and check out my store. Grab something nice. Behind the baller listeners, get a 10% discount code. If you DM the BTB page, asking for it. Um, if you're in person and you want to walk into the store in person, give you a 15% off code. Again, DM the Ben Baller Pod page. Um, by the way, that could be thousands and thousands of dollars. All right. So this is episode 51. We are going to continue with the woman on here. Not on this episode, but CEOs, are you out there? Hit me up if you're doing big things, you know what I'm saying, running a company or a girl or just out there crushing it. Um, you could be a CEO and be an athlete, whatever it may be. You know, I'm looking for CEOs to, to get on the show. I want to show love to the women. But I got a very special guest coming in in a week. A week from now, hopefully it all works out. We may break the internet with this one when he comes on. He's currently locked up in jail in New York City and I'm working on it. I speak to him every so often. Don't want to tell you who it is just yet. Hopefully one week from right now, you'll be hearing it and it'll be fucking beautiful. It's going to be great. Um, my girl, Lauren Tsai, a talented actress and, and model and artist. She's going to come by and bless the mics this week as well. So that means her episode will be dropping soon too. So let me start off by saying this. The world is getting softer and softer each day that passes. And the easiest way to misinterpret somebody is via text or a comment or any written words on the internet. All right? You just can't feel emotion sometimes from a text, you know what I'm saying? Or you can, you can, but you could also totally misread it. With that said, 
I said some shit about how fucked up my Lakers played against the Blazers on Thursday night. Special Mamba tribute and everything. Listen, I don't give a single fuck about what you soft-ass little bitches gotta say. Listen, I'm not a professional basketball player. It's not an easy life to be a professional basketball player. Lots of games in a season, lots of training, practice, and of course, a ton of criticism. But the end result is just obviously incredible. That lifestyle is just insane. You know, whether it be the money, women, just the whole, it's insane. Imagine being paid $20 million to play a season of basketball. I mean, could you do that? You know, you got Kyle Kuzma who, who plays so much. And I've hung out with this dude, kicked it, whatever, thinks he's the shin, whatever. And cool, man, you know what? I got to back my Lakers. But you know what, dog? This motherfucker, man, bro, you got to play some motherfucking defense. This shit is just, it's fucking unbelievable. Vogel, man, like, bro, why are you playing Rondo? Like, period. You know, it's just, when I, when I think of being soft and when I think of the Lakers, it just that's just not us. You know, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Do you remember that video? There's a video going around, especially because of the Kobe tributes. I remember when it happened in real real time. There's a video of Chris Rock sitting inches away courtside from Kobe. And he's right next to him and he's trying to heckle him. He's talking crazy shit to Kobe. He's trying to get inside his head. And he's just talking mad shit. And Kobe truly has no clue that he's even fucking there. He doesn't even know Chris Rock exists at that moment. Because he's so fucking focused on the game and his career. And, you know, I've seen Magic do the same exact shit, like literally, you know, even like an announcer is trying to interview him, whatever, and he's just so focused. He doesn't even, his fucking tunnel vision so ill, doesn't even fucking notice the guy. So, yes, listen, we're all hurting really bad. Some of the players on Lakers knew him really well. He was an inspiration for a lot of them, too. But they got a really rare day off because of the death all right. And that was against the Clippers, who would have put work against us. The Clippers would have went to work against us. You know that. All right. And not saying that we're not good. Yeah, we're the number one seed. But guess what? We're number one right now. But our losses are against teams that we're definitely going to have to face off in the playoffs. So these wins that we got, it's like some of them are cool, but like a lot of them are just like, you know, it, it, it don't matter till it gets down to crunch time. So we just can't be taking L's like this against the Blazers. You know what I'm saying? Yes, listen, Dame, Dame Dollar has been playing outside his fucking head the last six to eight games. But you know what? So fucking what? He came on our home court in front of our fans after an insane, beautiful tribute for Kobe. We lose like that? Listen, you put all that soft shit away and you serve motherfuckers, and you get that W for Kobe, okay? You do anything possible to win. If Kobe was right, he would have definitely took motherfuckers' shoes off that night, all right? If Kobe's daughter died, and then Kobe had lived, please believe the first game he was cleared to play, he's going out there trying to score 100, like literally, and he's going to score a gang of points. He's going to go out there and kill. He's going to win at any cost. And I said what I said on Twitter on how it was disgraceful and, you know, like, just, you know, we should have fucked, we could have did better, you know what I'm saying, for, for you know, for to honor Kobe. And I get some fucking clown, I don't even know his fucking name, he's verified, he's some soft bitch ass, like, 
punk ass Pecklewood, so called comedian. It's a fucking YouTube comedian. I don't know what the fuck. He follows thirty thousand people on Twitter and he has thirty thousand followers. Like like that. Also, I don't want to discuss that now, but that's mind boggling to me when you follow even more than two thousand people. It's like what the fuck, you know? When we're talking about this bitch ass soft motherfucker, he's like, "You're the worst kind of fan." Bitch, shut the fuck up. You don't know me, motherfucker. Say one fucking thing off of what the fuck. You're so fucking stupid. Jesus Christ. Okay, number one, know this. Never trust a man or even... No man should ever refer to himself as hubby. That's a term that is only to be used by females, period. Number two, this dude's like, I lived in LA for 20 years and now he lives in Texas. All right. Listen, I bet that motherfucker lived in Claremont or in fucking Anaheim or some shit in the burbs. Listen, don't you ever come for me, okay? You fucking goofy-ass motherfucking clown. And there were, like, some other dudes from, like, Utah and shit. But, like, this is what I'm really saying. If you want to win, period, you got to shut everything else out when you're playing. You can't think, like, oh, shit, I wonder if my girl's cheating on me. I didn't get to talk to her today. You know, what if my kids are sick? Fuck, man, who's going to take them to the hospital? You can't check your phone during a game. You know what I'm saying? You got one job to focus on, and that's the game and your performance. And take that into any field of work and apply it. You apply that on focusing, period, on, on your job, and watch your life change. Okay. I ain't saying you can't be about your family or your kids. What I'm saying is, once you think about what you want to do, and once you're in your career, then be in it 100%. Don't be in it 85. Don't be in it 90. All right? Don't half-ass it. Because you never know what life will throw you. Yes, if your mom dies, your kid dies, you know, God forbid, you might not have the luxury to sit this one out. But how bad do you want it? How bad does this win mean to you? How much overtime do you got to put in to be great? The answer is whatever it fucking takes. All right? It sucks, but it's real. Just always know this. Nobody gives a fuck what you're going through. Nobody gives a fuck. The better you get that embedded into your brain, the better off you are. You got to be a fucking wolf. You got to be a savage. It sucks. I know. Back when I was a sophomore in college, during Christmas break, I took an extra week off during practice and stuff because my grandfather died. I went back to Los Angeles and I was close to him. I was 19 years old. I was broken up. My coach, Coach Thomas, he gave me two days and I felt like I needed more. Came back. And I must have ran. I can't tell you how many fucking suicides I ran. It was, I felt like it was Coach Carter, but it was real life. This was before Coach Carter existed. Well, existed in the movie. Um, he almost kicked me off the team. And I sat at the bench, didn't get to play for five games. And I used to think, like, what a fucking dick, man. Coach Thomas is a motherfucking bitch. You know, me being Asian already, like being Asian and playing ball, I was already dealing with insane amount. You know, like the amount of adversity, like and hate and anything you could think of. Like, I was like, how the fuck would I look like quitting? 
in saying like, fuck this coach. There wasn't no social media back then in 1991, 1992, like to cry about and be like, oh man, my grandpa died and you know what? Uh, my coach wouldn't give me enough time to grieve. So uh, fuck him and, you know, uh, call the school or whatever and, and I need my rights and it's not fair. Like, are you fucking kidding me? That shit didn't exist back then. My coach would have kicked me the fuck off the team. You know what? He would have pulled my scholarship. In fact, you know what? There'd have been no more football either. You know, life's unfair. Life sucks sometimes, you know, but you got to push through those tough times. Life always goes on no matter what. But today, they promote being soft. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a little sensitive, having a heart, you know, having, you know, emotion, being human. But, you know, again, they're promoting, they're marketing it, they're marketing for it to be okay to be soft. And, you know, it's okay if you lose. They're literally giving trophies away for participating. No. That's not how it works. That's pussy shit. There just needs to be a bigger separation between professionals and amateurs. That's why I hate YouTube so much in certain ways. It's great in so many ways at the same time. It's just... It's too raw. It's not raw like in a good way. It's raw like it's not finished. It's like throwing somebody a steak and be like, here, eat this. Some people know how to cook it. Some people don't. And it's it's like, oh, what am I supposed to do with this? You know, it's literally, that's how raw some of this shit is. It's not professional at all. These videos haven't been edited properly. They're just out there. And then, you know, you get some of these amateurs who do amateur-ass work and they get paid what a lower-grade professional gets paid. And then they think they got all figured out. They're all of a sudden a professional and this, that, and a third. But, you know, all this new YouTube fame and everything else is still really brand new. They'll see how shit pans out. All right. Look at Adrian Broner. He's a professional athlete, professional boxer. He acted like a fucking total shithead all the time. Total dick. Way worse than in my fucking wildest dreams. I could never think about acting like this motherfucker. And he was pretty talented, you know. And then he went broke last month. Straight broke. And he's asking his fans to send him uh, Venmos and cash apps. Like, listen, I talk a lot of shit, yes. But I don't throw my wealth in anyone's face, okay? I may show an award from working hard, meaning I might show like a car something that I earned the hard way, never the easy way. But I'll never say, oh, I got this car and this watch and you don't, ha, ha, ha. I don't ever do that shit. I would never do that shit because I was broke before too. So I'd never shit on someone who had less money than me or less than me, period. I'm just saying, you get a guy with no formal true like basketball training, but still like a decent self-taught basketball player, whatever, he's doing the best he can, cool, you know, and he practices and edits his videos, he gets to edit his videos, some of these motherfuckers don't get, to, they don't have the luxury of that, right, you got dudes who, you know, they, people get to see all the bad shit, like Austin Rivers, you know, any of his fuck-ups immediately go to Twitter, people go hate on him, and you get this guy who's on YouTube and he edits his videos and, you know, for instance, you get a guy like Yogi Pharrell, who's a fucking starter, and he makes barely makes $3 million a year. He starts in the Kings, and like, there's guys on YouTube who make more money than him who do videos for basketball and shit. And it's like, you don't see the problem here? You know what I mean? Like, the, it's, it's just crazy. Or you get like a fake YouTube comedy skit guy who's making more than an actual comedian or a true thespian. It's fucked up, all right? 
Anyways, enough about that. Back to remembering Kobe. I went and visited Staples this weekend um, in LA Live again. I went on my birthday, but like, and it was crazy. But this time it was just fucking unbelievable. It was, this some other shit. This some shit times a billion. It was, there were maybe over a hundred thousand. Actually, there's definitely more than a hundred thousand actual signatures on the walls and on the floor. There was thousands of letters, thousands of fan gifts and blessings and basketballs and just, it was fucking overwhelming, right? The outpour of love and pain for Kobe and Gigi was incredible. I, I can't imagine. I mean, they're going to make an announcement for Memorial any day now. Um, obviously going to be a closed casket. I don't know, you know. Back to LA Live, I had around 15 people in like the first 10 minutes I walked in. 15 or more people had, had mentioned my name. 15 people at least asked me to take a pic with them, and I said no. I was like, hey, man, listen, this is not the place to take pics with fans for Instagram, for your personal. Like, this is the place for me to pay respects to a legend and his daughter. But it was a beautiful sight to see for sure. You know, such a fucking sad tragedy, and I still can't believe this shit. But, you know, each day that gets, you know, that goes by, it gets a little better. Um, after I left there, I was already downtown. So, you know, um, I hit, um, Riff LA and, uh, I hit Tot, obviously to get that motherfucking, uh, I got that sauce katsu, sat back and just chill for a little bit. My kids were at the, um, at, uh, Griffith Park riding the horses and shit. And I just needed some time to clear my head. And Riff made these OG black mamba tees a while back and they were fucking dope. It's probably one of my favorite t-shirts that they ever made. In fact, it is hands down my favorite t-shirt they ever made. So they remade the they remade the OG Riff Los Angeles Black Mamba tees, except they added a RIP on it and all this other stuff. And it's just the sickest tees I've ever seen. When it comes to the RIP tribute tees, they're the best ones I've seen, like, period. So they made 500 tees, and they're going to give them out for free. Um, obviously, you got to be, you know, local. So um, that's just part of being, you know, Lakers fan and being in LA. So if you want one, check out the at Riff Los Angeles Instagram page. Maybe to get more info. I'm not sure, but they're giving them out for free. Um, Friday, I get a call from Kid Cudi. Hits me Friday morning. Literally, I'm on the toilet taking a shit, drinking coffee, and he tells me that this video leaked at his birthday party, and um, video leaked to the Murakami chain. By the way, real quick, man. Cuddy's birthday party was fucking lit. It was dope as fuck. He had like 35 people there, but like it was it was fucking dope. Just intimate conversations. Um I sat and chopped it up for at least an hour with Shia LaBeouf. Shia is a fucking intense motherfucker. I fuck with this dude. I don't even think about it. no transformer shit. Listen, Shia is a real actor. He actually cares about the craft. This dude is a he's a fucking dope ass dude. He's again super intense. His style is unheralded. He's just a fucking... He's, he's got a pretty impressive vocabulary. He, uh, I didn't know he grew up in LA. He grew up in Echo Park, too. It was actually, back then, was kind of grimy. It's kind of the hood, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, man, I chopped it up with Yeezy. You know, Kanye got to see the chain. It was dope. It was a dope-ass party. Um, I got to meet Sheck West. Never met dude before. My man Josh Safty pulled up. Um, a couple other people, but it was just, it was just a dope ass thing. I got to, you know, me and Cuddy, uh, 
you know, we both Aquariuses, and uh, he got me a dope-ass birthday gift. I'm not going to get into it because I told him not to. It was too fucking expensive. It's, dude is just some fucking amazing person. But anyways, yeah, so a video leaked of the Murakami chain that I made him, and he didn't want it out there because the quality was bootleg and shit, and I know Murakami wouldn't want it either. So, you know, he's like, we got to drop the chain today, dog. We got we to gotta, we gotta just make it public. And, you know, I was like, fuck. All right, I got I to gotta get these pictures ready and get a caption going. And uh, he made, he wrote an amazing caption about me, and I appreciate it, man. You know, happy birthday again to you, Cuddy. Um, we put the pictures out, and obviously the piece is fucking amazing. It's my masterpiece. Off the top of my head, I have to say it's top two or three. I think it's one of the best ever um, that I've made. Uh, thank you to everyone who's commented on and liked it. It was like a 98% love rating. Um, there's a 2% of people who hated it. And I don't give a fuck about you guys. But uh, a lot of these people have no idea about jewelry, period. They just, they're just just talking out of the side of their neck, talking out of their ass. They have zero idea. Um, this guy's like, man, the quality of the piece, you know, and the chain itself is amazing. But the diamond setting is quality is trash. It's really bad. Do you have any idea how fucking stupid you sound? Like, oh my God, man. It's, it's like, there's different, there's actual different styles of pave. You know, there's U-Pave, there's regular Pave. Sometimes there's Armenian Pave, there's Korean Pave. I can see the way that styles of this machine set, you know. Um, but yes, there's a cheap way to do it. And that's how usually these rappers get their chains done because the most affordable way. And that's just not how we do this, you know what I mean? We, we I warranty all my work. If diamonds fall out, you get a lifetime warranty and you know, fuck what it is, you know. But it's true, you know. You got guys who got these big diamond stud chains and don't even realize that the diamonds in them have been enhanced in a laboratory. And you see like, oh man, those are real diamonds. Yeah, they are. But they've been enhanced, you know, in a lab. It's fucking sad, you know. Yeah, oh, you should have went to, you know, okay, yeah, they should have went to you and they did. And then when they tried to trade the chain in, had a different shop, like a legitimate, you know, like boutique, shop's like, sorry, we don't buy HPHT diamonds. Uh. Anyways... Stay tuned for some new shit coming. I'm going to make myself a new Kobe tribute piece. I'm going to begin this week. I haven't made myself a piece in the longest time. I mean, it's been many years. Um, it'll be a small piece, you know, bigger than a quarter, but, you know, small. Cause I, I don't wear shit like that. You know, it's going to be classy. It's going to be top notch. It's going to be dope because it's Mamba. And I can't wait for that. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh, shit. Um, was it Saturday? Saturday night. I think I forgot. That was, yeah, Saturday night, I watched the latest Rambo movie, the the final one, I guess, you know, and let me say this, it's good. <laughs> it's less than 90 minutes, and I wish it was longer, but they get straight to the point, just fucking fools up, right? Stallone mercs motherfuckers like it's a video game, like, lots of violence, and I mean savage level violence, like, not Gladiator 300 or fucking, uh, what the fuck, um... What the fuck? What, uh, Brave Hearts? No, I'm talking about this fool stabbing people in the forehead and in the back of the head, on top of the head, like literally slicing people's throats fucking open. He even pulled the dude's heart out. Like, even the way he shot people was crazy. He's shooting motherfuckers in their fucking... And just, this motherfucker's crazy. I highly recommend it if you want some good, cheap, thrill, entertainment. Again, it's very violent. It gets two thumbs up from me. Um... Fuck it. Let's get into some fan questions real quick. Yo, Miles, man. Hit me one time with the beat. 
Yo, what up, Ben Baller Pod Army? It's time to get fit in 2020. I've got my Echelon bike, and you should too. You don't have to join a gym or pay a ton for overpriced fitness equipment. The best way to get in the best shape of your life is with Echelon. Echelon makes beautifully engineered products for everyone. Busy moms, dads like us. And with daily live and on-demand studio classes right in your home, you'll never have to step foot in a gym. You'll love Echelon. But if you aren't 100% satisfied, they'll give you your money back. Join the hundreds of thousands of men and women who are getting fit with Echelon. Don't pay a ton for a Peloton. Buy an Echelon bike today for under $1,000. Go to echelonfit.com to discover their EX1 connected fitness bikes that offer a high quality at home cycling experience at less than half the price of a Peloton. Go to echelonfit.com baller to learn about their limited time free Apple iPad and complete details of this exclusive offer. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash baller. Echelonfit.com slash baller. This isn't just an ad. It's a way of life. Get yourself an Echelon bike and join this journey with your boy. So what up, y'all? We got some questions here. Um, JK3 is a washed dad from Jacksonville, Florida. Says, uh, what's good, Ben? Love the pod. Shout out to the Dust Brothers. Uh, so I'm a 33-year-old dad looking to freshen up my style. Can you put me up on game to some fresh minimalist brands? Appreciate it. Go Jags. Duval. Um, by the way, man, uh, the fuck's his name? Gordon Minshew? Is that his name? Yeah. Anyways, uh, Minshew was repping the Snickers chain at the Super Bowl. Um I don't know if you want the hungriest thing. I wish Snickers would have kept me up. But anyways, going to minimalist style. Um, think you should rock with some John Elliott. That would definitely be some dope shit. First of all, man, 33 is young, dog. To be washed at 33 is crazy. Like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. John Elliott, super, super clean, minimalistic, uh, stamped, is is real clean. Rude is, but Rude is really expensive. Um, Vince is always good, too, you know. But I would say start there with John Elliott. Uh, next question, Steve Grayman from New Jersey writes, Ben, shout out from New Jersey. Two things, um, any advice for a first-time parent with a daughter on the way? As far as Mac's new album circles, did you like the style of music he left us? Or did you like his older albums, like Best Day Ever? Which style is your preference? Um, congrats, but by the way, first of all, congrats on the, on the daughter on the way. Daughter's going to change your life. New Circles album was cool. Um, you know, he he evolved a lot. Uh, I like swimming. You know, I I liked uh, that song Smile. I liked a few other joints. You know, um, Mac was really talented, you know, for, for not having like super radio songs. You know, I like Donald Trump. It was real genuine. It was just, you know, it was raw, you know, just. But 
you know, I think I like the in-between stage. Um, new album's cool. I just, I just like, I like that. AM Leo 72 writes, financial advisor. Hello, Ben. Love your podcast. I've been listening since day one. You've been mentioning getting a financial advisor. What are some questions you would ask to vet out a good financial advisor? What question, what couple of things should all financial advisors know? Keep up the excellent work. Um, first and foremost, how could they help you not just keep your money, but increase your money? Like, how can they help you make money while you're sleeping? Um, low risk and high risk, you know, have options. More so uh, somebody who knows how to make sure that you're getting the maximum amount of tax deductions and all the write-offs that you need. Those are the, the most important things. You know, after that, you know, you're good. Obviously, just be consistent. Um, swagging all day uh, from Mississippi writes, what's up, Ben? I love the show. I'm a listener from Mississippi, about 30 minutes away from Memphis. My question is, have you ever been through Memphis or stayed in Memphis? And do you have any cool stories? Um, I've been to Memphis. Do I have any cool stories? Am I tripping? Is that Nashville? Or was it Memphis? What the fuck was it? Um, I went out there. I've been out there to Memphis actually three times for random promo radio tours. Uh, linked up with 3-6 Mafia. But there was really no story. You know what I'm saying? I don't really have any stories, man. I, I wish I did. Sorry, man. I wish I had a, a cool fucking um, Forrest Gump story for you. I don't. Uh, Jason X Mart writes, Yo, good. Was, well, yo, Ben was popping. Love the podcast. Quick question. Would you ever have Joe Rogan on the podcast? Would you be interested in being a guest on his? Man, I would love to be on Joe Rogan's show. And I would love to have him on my show. That's a, that's a no-brainer for sure. Um, Rap God writes, Were you riding motorcycles when the movie Biker Boys came out? I think I mentioned it. Did I not mention it in my in my K-Town Hustle series? I did stunts in that movie, man. Yeah, I was riding. We were uh, my whole bike gang did all the stunts on that movie. You know, we were out. Shout out to also some you know the key people, the, the main stunt guys, Week Eleven Hundred, Jason Britton, Iceman, my boy Tyson Beckford, who I'm still fucking with to this day. Yeah, oh yeah, I was, I was riding before that. Um, the Goat Seven Ten, right? Best podcast in the game. Love them. Arlington, Virginia. By the way, I'm over that way a lot in the in the, in Nova. Uh, what's something you love to do when you get zooted? Absolutely everything. Nothing. I'm fucking high all the time, man. So really, there's no like specific thing I like to do. Um, of course, eating. You know, sometimes I get high and just love to um, watch my kids play because I just I just it, I get it's it's enhanced. So the feeling is just crazy. It's just hilarious. Uh, we Jen. F-R-H-T-H, right? Hi, Ben, love the podcast. I'm from Houston. And I respectfully agree with you with a lot of things that you said, but one thing I can't agree with you is that you want the championship trophy for 2017. Y'all lost two home games. Not sure how much you've been keeping up with baseball stuff lately, but almost every ex-manager of ball clubs said almost every team cheats on baseball. Patriots got caught with it, but the NFL didn't take away their trophy. That has a whole different level of cheating. Let me stop your shit right now. Yes, baseball, ex-managers, everything cheat. This is a whole, this was blatant in your face. They got caught and they got busted. It's another thing to admit it here and there. It's another thing to get completely busted by it. So that right there, that's where you're wrong. They ain't got to give us a championship, but they definitely got to revoke it and leave the asterisk there and not have their name there. That's 100%. Um... You put, just like you said, ain't nothing 
will ever be handed to you. You got to earn it. Um, exactly. And they didn't earn it. <laughs> um, Houston Astros didn't earn that's for damn sure. By the way, love the money counter. I don't use it to count money, but it's a very nice display in the man cave. One question I have for you is, how do you know when it's time to leave your regular nine to five, making pretty good money and starting a business, something that you love doing? Best of luck with the cannabis company. If you're making pretty good with your nine to five, nine to five, all right, and your mind is not there, you're already doomed, right? With I mean, with that, if you want to change your mindset and be like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna be this dude, boring, whatever," I'm not saying boring or diss you. I'm just saying, see how much time you could take aside while still getting paid for your nine to five. I know it's fucked up, but you're using that money to pay for your new business. It's part of the game, man. You know, in a way, it sounds like it's cheating, but it's not. It's just, you know, using the fucking corpus money. Fuck them. Um, and you do that until you are really kind of like set. Or you set a nest egg aside and you take the gamble. There's no real time when you know you're leaving. It's, it's when the, your, your, your side business or your company that you're passionate about takes off. And when it does, cool. If it never does, but you're still passionate about it, you got to take that fucking flight and check it out or you'll never know and you'll always guess or keep guessing. Um, H-Y-S-D-V-H-C-J-X-J. For motherfucking sure, this motherfucker just types some gibberish. Best podcast, love from Utah. Question, have you ever been to Utah and have you ever skied before? Um, I thought I mentioned this before. My sister-in-law, my brother's wife, is born and raised in Salt Lake City. I've been to Utah probably about seven or eight times. I've skied maybe 30 times. I'm not much of a skier. Oh, well, ski and snowboarded. Um, yeah, but no. I fuck with uh, Salt Lake City. Dano Pearson from Salt Lake City, Utah. The fuck? It's crazy. Question. 991.2 GT3 RS or 600 LT? Um, Me personally, I'm going 991.2 GT3 RS all day long. It's a better car. It's it's drives better. It's not the fastest car, but it's fast enough. And because it drives so much better and it's got such a fucking, you just feel like a track star in that car, it's just a better feel and it's just a better car overall. The 600 LT is definitely going to be more of an, you know, it's an exotic car. It's going to look like an exotic. Am I crazy? The 600 LT, no, no, it does. Okay, the doors go up. Yeah. I mean, the 600 LT is going to get more looks. Um, again, the 600 LT is still a dope car and it's also a track based car actually you know what i'm crazy i'm tripping that's a tough one man I, I, my, my brain i was thinking 570 i don't know why shit man that's a tough call that, I, like that's a tough one but i still like the porsche i mean that's just you know not just me but but again what are you trying to do if you want to impress a motherfucker you want to impress the geeks and the car enthusiasts you know you get into 999 we get in the gt3s um, car enthusiasts will still like the 600 LT, but you know, if you're parked at a club or somewhere else, and if you're in Salt Lake City, shit, dog, listen, the McLaren's gonna look like a lot more than what it is, you know, to people who don't know about cars. Uh, how do you go about investments? Man, that's just too much of a question to ask right now. Like, um, I don't invest in a lot, um, but when I do, it's it's full blow, you know, with my companies and stuff, but um, that's just too goddamn broad of a question where do you see the automotive industry supercars hypercars in 10 years with all these new emissions regulations um less than 10 years 10 years motherfucker try like three years or less every supercar and hypercar is going to be either a hybrid or a fucking electric that shit's a wrap 
Uh, JT505 writes, longtime fan from Albuquerque, New Mexico. I have been a longtime fan. I used to save offline versions of IF and Co. blogs to reread them as my motivation. My favorites were the one on Floyd Mayweather. Also, always thanks um, for putting me on to the weekend through your blogs. Super, super early. Uh, keep killing it, bro. You know what, man? There's no question there, but thank you very much for supporting and being around since then. And yeah, man, I was really on the weekend early on, like super early on. Hey, you know, when me and Floyd were cool, man, we had some fun-ass times. I'm going to lie. Impanese writes, happy birthday. You and my son share the same birthday, so I want to wish you a happy birthday. And my son, Dylan, a big happy seventh birthday. I can relate to how much you love your kids. What has been the favorite memory as a father so far in life? You know what? I think I mentioned it. I might not have. You know, I, I'm not exactly sure sometimes when it comes to stories because um, I've told this story several times. But if you've been following me long enough, my son London has gone through hell and back. No kid should be in the hospital that much. No kid should have gone through all the shit he's been through. And um, my son London had, had a lot of hard times with schools. Um, there was one school we went to called LVCC. We drove a far motherfucking way. And um, it was a private school. And they just, the, the teachers there and the staff there care about kids. They love kids. I get choked up thinking about that staff there. They really fucking prepared my son for school. They knew he had issues. They knew he had, you know, just disabilities and things. And they stuck by it. And they they just, they fought him. They, they made him a better student. They prepped him for real school. And with that being said, when he went to a bigger school, he got so much anxiety, freaked out. You know, Lauren has just been through so much. He's a very sensitive kid. And um, there was a fundraiser. And with this fundraiser, we raised the most money out of any student in the entire school, right? Goes from, uh, what, kindergarten, eighth grade. And so because London won, they got the top five people who raised the most money. He um, got to do this thing called the money grab where he goes into like this vacuum pit. It's like, like one of the bounce houses, but it's closed off. And there's a bunch of money just being, just going around crazy air. And London won. And my wife recorded it on video and there's, I'm not kidding you, hundreds of kids saying, London, London, London. At that point, I cried. I broke down and cried. It was, it was one, of the, one of the just most amazing moments to see my son get cheered on. And then he won the cash grab. And when he walked back to the classroom, all the kids were screaming his name in the classroom. It was, it was just fucking amazing. That's definitely the best memory as, as a father so far in life. Next to teaching my kids how to ride a bike. Um, Expert XXX writes, great podcast. This is why I started listening to podcasts. Listen to you all the way from Bessemer City, North Carolina. Question, will you be coming out with more carb-related podcasts? Listen, man, I'm going to be doing this shit for the next 10, 15, 20 years. So there's definitely be car talk, new cars here and there. You know, this is still relatively new. Um, also, are you releasing any decal stickers anytime soon? Yes, I'm in the process of making a new batch now. My boy's coming back from Tokyo soon, so I should have some, and then we'll talk about how you guys get them. SRT Pete from the Central Coast writes, Sub Ben, I'm from Salinas. Was pretty cool hearing about Salinas, that you know about Salinas. Interesting. Any stories on this area? 
No. Um, my business partner, Pat, who is a super boss baller, uh, half Korean motherfucking baller. Motherfucker's crazy as fuck. I just thought about Pat all day. Thought about Pat all night and all day. This motherfucker's a nine-ish fan, man. He's just, he's just, I know he's sick right now. But he's from Salinas. That's the only Salinas story I got. I think actually I might have fucked a chick in Salinas. I'm not really sure. Um, Orita, Orita Armand, or Orita Armand 3 writes, get Nigel on the podcast ASAP. I was just showing my sister the Nigel Sylvester Go video in Los Angeles and realized you are in it. Would be dope if you came on the podcast. Um, yeah, man, Nigel Sylvester is a good friend of mine. Well, I mean, he's, he's, he's a homie, you know. Would uh, Definitely, Nigel, if you're listening, if anyone knows you're listening, man, let's uh, let's, ch- let's get you on the podcast. Um, Vice Lou writes, Ben Baller's legit. I remember seeing Ben on one of the 24-7 HBO Mayweather shows. Dude keeps it real and is cool as fuck. Okay, thank you. Um, EZZ works. Yo boy, Armar, 916. Yo, what's up from Sacramento? What made you start the Ben Ball to the strain business in Sacramento? If I'm correct on that, do you have any, um, who do you have for the NBA Finals? Um, Sacramento, you know, it's, it's the open space. It's the rent. It's, it's you know, my my team is based in the Bay, so that's like the best place to go. I mean, Santa Rosa, a lot of outdoor and stuff. And, you know, in order to get, big warehouse, you know, huge warehouses. This is, you know, you guys, some of these guys who are commenting and some of them might be listening and they're not a lot. Um, some might not, some might, might, you know, I don't think you get like, when you see those videos I post on certain things, like it's a hundred thousand square foot fucking grow operation. Like My cultivation is a hundred thousand square feet. You know how big that is? It's fucking bigger than LRG and like, you know, in their heyday, it's just fucking crazy. Um, NBA Finals, I mean, ideally, uh, Bucks and Lakers be a dope-ass final. Uh, I do think, I think Milwaukee still got the the East locked down, the West, man. It's just fucking crazy. I, I can't call it. It's a big fucking shit show going on here. It could be fucking, I mean, it could be Utah one time. It could be Dallas, you know, but obviously the favorites between the Lakers and the Clippers. I don't know. Again, on the last two questions, um, X801 Mikey X writes, What up, Ben Shaw from Salt Lake City? The fuck is going on here? It's crazy. Three dudes from Utah. If you could go back and look at yourself at 25 and give yourself some game that you learned, what would it be? What would you tell yourself? Shit, man. Honestly, man, there were some mistakes I made at 25, and I don't know what the fuck would have happened. Meaning, I could have did something and stayed at priority. You know, maybe convince Jay Z to stay, but then, you know, who fucking knows? You know, and then. All this other shit happened. I could have stayed at Priority Records probably for another three or four years, not worked with Dre, never had that experience, and just stayed there and been comfortable. And, and and who knows? I might still be in the fucking music business today. I don't even know. So, you know, I tell myself, man, you did a good job and stay with your fucking, with your instinct and made the mistakes and gambled and everything. Uh, squander writes, hey, what's up, Ben? Big fan from Las Vegas, Nevada. Been following you since early blog spot days. Just curious, you said you are a degenerate gambler. What's the most money you've lost once in Vegas? And what's the most regrettable startup investment opportunity you've passed on? Shit, man. Um, nothing crazy, man. Uh, well, actually, no. I've lost $90,000. It's pretty bad. It's the most I ever lost. That was, um, what the fuck am I? T- I was sick. And then I tried to make it back. So I was down fucking 40. 
And then I ended up losing six, 90. So I was down 40. And then I came back. I chilled out, came back, and tried to get my 40 back. And I lost 90. Um, the most regrettable startup investment opportunity. I know there's a really bad one. And 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 um, fuck, what is it, man? I know there's some really bad ones. There's some fucking super super crazy companies I could have been involved in. Um, fuck, there there is some really bad things. I mean, I missed, you know, I got on the Bitcoin early and I sold too early. There's like a not not a, not a Netflix story, not that big, but there there was a company I forgot what the fuck the name was. But it was a $300,000 investment and it would have made me like 20 mil. Can't remember. You know, you never know though, right? So you can't get your, you can't get too mad about that or drive yourself crazy. All right, man, listen, we're going to take a break. Come right back with the outro. All right, y'all. So the other day, um, Halsey was in Miami. I guess we were in the Super Bowl, whatever, and she was performing at a club. I don't really know Halsey. just know she dated my boy, but a heckler was in the crowd, and he was screaming G-Eazy a bunch of times, right? And I guess it got to be too much for her, and she stopped the show and started cussing the dude out, and she went in, and there's a video clip of it, whatever. And I commented about it. It was on the shade room. I was like, listen, man, she's soft. A professional should never handle it like that. That's not how Beyonce or J-Lo, any big timer, would, you know, would handle it. Um, you know, that's, you gotta have professionalism, you know? Um, and I got like a thousand angry women talking shit. And again, like, listen, you bitches are soft, period. You got a girl who claims to be mixed. I mean, supposedly, allegedly, Halsey's a quarter black or some shit. I don't know. And she uses her black side when it's convenient. But if you look at her, I don't give a fuck if she had dreads. This chick looks whiter than Marilyn fucking Monroe. I was about to say Marilyn Manson damn near as white as that motherfucker okay but yeah people are like you're miserable your life sucks you just only comment against girls you hate women like bitch shut the fuck up it's how fucking stupid are some of you people sometimes like had that been a guy you wouldn't have said the same shit no, no. check this out if that was if the roles were reversed and that was g's easy and someone was screaming Halsey's name in the crowd a bunch of times and he went in i would have let my man Gerald fucking have it 10,000 times worse. I, I like, are you fucking crazy? Have you guys not figured it out yet? Like, I don't give a fuck about gender or color or creed. Like, I don't give a fuck about none of that shit, period. I don't give a fuck if you're a dwarf. Okay? Listen, Halsey, you're bigger than that. Act like it. You know? Yeah, you got more followers than these legends from 10 plus years ago, but you got zero professionalism. People are like, oh, you, you expect her to be a robot? You know, she's human. No, no shit, motherfucker. But again, like that Kobe shit, okay? Like, you 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 you, you expect more from a fucking professional. She's acting like a motherfucking amateur. Some of these girls are hitting me like, she should stand up for herself. No, bitch, this ain't fifth grade. <laughs> she ain't outside in the playground. You know what I mean? That bitch is on a stage. You shouldn't even hear that bum-ass clown talking shit to you, screaming Jeezy. Act as if. You know what I'm saying? We just throw around the word celebrity too easily, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm, just, I'm literally shaking my fucking head right now. 
And again, the world is promoting softness and it being okay to be soft or to protect yourself in a corny ass way instead of having your fucking security deal with it. All right, listen, you want to be famous, okay? There's a lot of things that come with that fame. And this is why I hate being more popular than I already am. I've been said it's a bitch, all right? But I didn't sign up for this. I always did me. You want to be a singer? You want to be an actress? You signed up for it, period. I know it sucks. This is part of it. So it comes with it. You know, I still got idiots commenting. And I deserve it because I, you know, I'm a troll. But don't ever get that twisted. I, I'm not like Mike Rapp where I talk shit. I'm not about violence. I'm all about it. I'm all about, I'm all about it. I'm with the shits. I'm all about that life, period. All it takes is for one of you motherfuckers, one of these clowns that's hiding behind a username to get slapped, get clapped up in real life. Like, they, one of these guys talking all this shit behind one of these usernames and private pages, they get the shit slapped out of them real good. They won't be talking sideways no more. I guarantee that, you know. So I hope that day comes for some of these people. Um, I'm not thinking about it too much. I'm just saying, you know, there's so many different people. It just, that day comes for some of them and they'd be like, you know, um, you got people like, what's wrong with you? What the fuck's wrong with you, Ben? No, I'm asking you motherfuckers, what's wrong with you? It ain't healthy or good for society to allow someone to throw rocks and then hide their hands, okay? You do that shit and you deserve whatever the fuck comes your way. That's just never been me. I talk how I talk, all right? I've talked the same from the 70s to 2020, all right? The only thing I don't do is I don't always show what the fuck I'm doing all the time on my social media. But how I talk is how I talk. And still those people misunderstand me until they meet me. And even still, I'm a complex person in some ways, so, you know, sometimes it takes a little more time to absorb my personality. And just like... Listen, I'm not mad at anybody. I'm not mad at people who disagree with my beliefs. Okay? And everyone's going to like me. It's fine. If everyone liked everything I said and did, it'd be a boring-ass fucking place. It'd also be a crazy-ass place. I'm only baffled at those who disagree against facts. It's like I see motherfuckers argue all the time about one plus one not equaling two. That, that's what drives me fucking insane. Speaking of Michael Rapport, um... I heard an episode on where he speaks about how he forgot to record a few shows. Um, like he was recording a show for 45 minutes and uh, it didn't record because he didn't have the mic plugged in. He didn't check his levels and it, it didn't record. I always check my levels. And he break down. He just broke down so much realness, like the emotion you had the first time speaking. Like, you know, I've already been speaking for 45 minutes or so. Like I couldn't imagine having to re like try to mimic that again. And like, I write down some notes and stuff, but try to get that emotion. This ain't fucking acting. This is how I really am. You know what I mean? Like, you won't be able to get that back, that same energy. That shit can break your fucking spine. But check this out. I interviewed this girl by the name of Maya. She goes by the name Damn Homie on IG. And we did a full interview together. And I was going to drop it this Thursday. But I got her part of the interview but I accidentally deleted my microphone 
recording part. And you know what? I was pissed and it drives me crazy because it's like, you know, recording that we could have had, whatever. It's another girl. It's In fact, you know, I just thought about this. These fucking bitches that you hate women. Like, I'm putting women on the show because it's so fucking crazy. Anyways, I was upset about it. Maya, damn homie, 11, if, if you're listening, I apologize. My Russian Jew homie, um, we'll just have to get you back on the show. I don't want to dwell on too much. It sucks, but we did make a funny video together. So go on her page and check it out. Um, she plays an escort on my hotel room. It's funny. But um, I don't know, man. Listen, man. I'm in, I'm, I just, I'm on such a crazy high right now because this, this 49er loss, it's amazing. It just humbled those motherfuckers from celebrating in, in the most bitch, bitch-made way. Like the super bitch-made way. Um, I think I'm just going to go have a great day. I'm going to eat at one of my favorite spots. And you know what? With, with that said, listen, enjoy your life. Make it a great day. And always remember, this is not your practice life. All right? Yo, man, fuck this. We out. Lakey, hit the people with some of that spacey, melodic shit. All right? All right, y'all. Till the next episode. Peace. Peace.